Welcome to episode 61 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Cuphead. You can check out our Discord, leftbehindgame.club. Big Discord button on the front page. But now, it's my time to shine. Me, 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 me. <gasps> well, Cuphead and his cumbug men, they like to roll the dice. By chance they came on devil's game, and gosh, they paid the price. Paid the price. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to another episode of the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I am your host, Michael Ruffalo, and today I have two friends, a friend who's coming back for the third time, Mr. Shane Chasson. How's it going, boys? I'm doing really well. And then the other guest, the man you know, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jacob McCourt. Uh, legend in my own mind only. Uh, in my mind as well. Uh, to steal a term from a good friend, uh, Michael Ruffalo, I'm here to talk about a good video game. Great. Great game. Great game. You know what that game is? What, what game is that, No, Jacob? you tell me. You're the host. On today's episode, <laughs> we're covering 2017's M- Studio MDHR classic Cuphead, mm-hmm. which was recently released on the Nintendo Switch with some downloadable content and uh, some new features. So, boys, I guess let's start out first by saying, what did you play this on? I played it on a PC with a PlayStation 4 controller. Ooh, nice. And uh, I taped down the trigger button <laughs> for the second half of the game. Really? You used a trigger to shoot, huh? The right bumper. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I used a bumper because you needed some separation from the, the control. So, mm. when I did that... I started getting sore wrists, and then I taped it down, and my wrists aren't sore anymore. Is that what the sore wrists were from? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Jacob, what about you? What did you play it on? Um, I played it on the Xbox One, um, and let me tell you, you shared a article in our Discord yes. about remapping controls, Yes. and boy, I wish you would have sent that seven <laughs> hours before I got that article. <laughs> had you rage quit before I sent that article? I had, I had thrown my controller at least two times. Oh, no. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm really frustrated with this game, but like... It hits a special, special feely spot inside of my it's, inside of my body. So. It's that S and M trigger, huh? It, the S and M trigger slots and magic. Yep, yeah, that's what S and M stands <laughs> for. I just want to shout out uh, my, my folks from Oakville and Regina. Right, that's Studio MDHR. Yes. That's where they're based. So, so Studio M- Studio MDHR boys, what do you know about them? I just gave you all the information I <laughs> yeah. knew about MDHR brothers. Okay, yeah. So they are the Moldenhauer brothers. Chad and Jared, uh, I think they were originally from Regina, Saskatchewan, grew up there, watched cartoons from the 30s a lot, I think by happenstance. Um, I know when I was growing up, I watched a ton of cartoons from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Did you guys happen to watch any of those? No? Is that not part of your childhood? Oh, was yeah. I weird? I, I watched okay. like, 
Betty Boop. Is that 40s and 50s? Yeah, I, think I, so. I watch Betty Boop and Popeye a lot. Yep. And then like the Looney Tunes, more of like 60s, 70s. Jacob thing. looks like he's mildly constipated. <laughs> uh, I was more of like a Tom and Jerry kid myself. Okay. So like that was, I'm, I just Googled it. I'm like, oh no, he's going to ask me questions. Uh, 40s and 50s. Right. Uh, and then like you Looney Tunes, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes. And we get Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, Warner Brothers stuff. So the style of Cuphead. Uh, is heavily inspired by cartoons from the 30s, the the early Walt Disney style cartoons and the Fleischer cartoons. Uh, Fleischer did, like you said, Shane, Betty Boop and Popeye and some early Superman stuff. Um, it has that very distinct rubbery uh, appearance. Um, and so for me, when I saw this game debut at E3 in 2014 on the Microsoft um, keynote or microsoft showcase uh it immediately grabbed me and i think it immediately grabbed a lot of other people do you guys remember this game being announced no (laughs) (laughs) i have i have no idea um i had no idea about this game until you guys asked me to play it and then when i started playing it i instantly thought like wow how did these guys get like copyright approval from all of these people because i thought it was a knockoff right well i thought it was like an original story using like reused characters Uh uh-huh and then I started playing, and then I kind of researched it a little bit, and I'm like, "Wow, everything in this in this game is original." And I totally did not think that at all. But so much, and it's so funny you say that. Cause so much of this game is clear homage to mm. different cartoon characters throughout uh, throughout animation history. Like, there's a clear love for for old cartoons and animation and the history of it. Um, you know throughout playing this game. Jacob, did you uh, have any impressions? you remember this game being announced? Yeah, I I do. And I feel like it was on the E3 stage for like nine years, every (laughs) single year. And just there was never a release date. And I'm just like, it's like three or four. I think at the time it was only a few guys. 16, 17. Yeah, it was only a few folks out of Mississauga, I thought, around Toronto Mm -hmm. that were making this game. And it was on the stage 14, 15. But like Shane, I just looked at it and I immediately thought of Bendy and the Ink Machine, which is another game that kind of pays homage to the Disney legacy. Interesting. And for both of those games, I now see like merch in, if you go to like a GameStop or an EB game for my Canadian fans Kids out there. love this stuff. Yeah, they eat it up. And I'm just like, why isn't Walt one turning in his grave and then two <laughs> getting out of his grave, calling the lawyers and saying, you better get those kids right. in their mugs. <laughs> so... I was playing this game and my little cousins come over and they not only know the Cuphead theme song perfectly, not ever having owned an Xbox, but only because apparently kids love it on YouTube. They knew the Cuphead theme song so perfect they could sing it all and they danced it. You know, what? Cuphead and Mugman at the loading screen are like doing their hip swinging dance as people sing. They knew that. And then my little cousin, I handed him the controller because I was like, it was going to be fun to watch someone worse than me. And he just decides to upend and uh, go around through all these little secrets. I didn't finish level one before I got to level two because there's a shortcut and you can just go through it, go walk around the map to uh, like the to one get there. where you go around the mountain in the exactly. second aisle, or yeah. Oh, okay. So you can go from aisle. So sorry, one hold on. A seven-year-old outplayed us. Is that what you're nine, saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm I mean, just he was gonna... really bad at the game because he felt that he needed to parry everything. I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to do this. I just give up. I give it up. For those who can't piece what just happened together, Jacob rage quit life right now. Rage quit. You rage quit the podcast. Yeah. Tell me more about your Cuphead cousin. So, um, he's he's not great at games, and uh, 
he was not very good at Cuphead because he felt the need to parry everything. For some reason, he thought parrying was the most important thing instead of defeating the boss, which is something that I guess we haven't mentioned yet. But my expectations of Cuphead when I first saw it was that it was going to be a platformer closer to Mario with the aesthetic of the, you know, Fleischer Disney cartoons. But in reality, Cuphead is a boss run, and I don't think I've ever played a boss run before. And for those also uninitiated, that is a series of bosses that you complete or that you face off against interspersed with very few run and gun style, uh, I guess, traditional platforming missions. Um, Have you guys ever played a boss run? No, I I didn't even know that was like a genre. Yeah, I I was super confused because the first level I played was the first run and gun level and i was like oh okay that was really tough next and then it's just a boss and i'm like hmm, this is difficult and i moved around trying to get to some other levels and they were all bosses and i'm like what is going on here <laughs> it was it was really confusing i knew nothing about this game going in though, right so. so i remember when people were first surprised that this was a boss run <laughs> and i think the developers were also surprised how much interest there were there, there was in the game uh, and then took all of the time from 20, 2014 to 2017 to actually flesh out the game and add more to it. Um, I think that also had a lot to do with Microsoft looking for, you know, filling out its indie catalog. Mm-hmm. Jacob, have you ever played a boss run before? I would say like the, the boss rush modes boss in rush, games right. I have played. So like, I think we got asked the question on our Twitter today, what's your favorite boss rush? And you can find that at, left behind game club on instagram sorry i had to fit that plug in there um but i've played like um uh scott pilgrim versus the world there's a boss rush in there uh castle crashers has a boss rush mode boss i can't say boss Bosh rush boss rush mode and then it actually reminded me a lot of a Mega Man game and i've actually played like i really like Mega Man x and although there's like the first part is always a platformer it's always very difficult and there are always a thousand bullets in your way that you have to jump and dodge over and then obviously the bosses are very difficult so not the same but kind of like an estranged cousin to cuphead the Mega Man x games i think what they had said uh if you yeah Mega Man is kind of a boss rush a that's little weird bit. yeah i never realized that they said they were inspired by gunstar heroes Contra 3, Contra Hard Ops, Super Mario World, the Thunder Force series, and Street Fighter 3. Interesting. Those are the inspirations for the game. Interesting. Which makes a hell of a lot of sense when you think about yes. it. Yes. So now that we kind of know what Cuphead is and where it came from uh, and what it looks like and what it plays like, I just want to get this out of the way. Boys, did you like this game, Shane? What do you think? I love this game. <laughs> it's super annoying and really difficult and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I also love this game. It uh, it does such a good job of being punishing, but making you feel like you're making progress, even though every time you die, you start right back at the beginning. I felt the progression. I felt myself learning the patterns and having them deeply ingrained in my brain and becoming muscle memory that, that there was like a real pleasure in it. Jacob, I, you're not looking like you're agreeing with me on this. I appreciate Cuphead. Um, I was, it's about as much as I can ask, I think, really. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I can't believe... Yeah. I don't know why I agreed to play this game. Um, I don't know either. Uh, I'm My a little soy boy. I'm a, I'm a soft boy TM, <laughs> and uh, I really struggle with it, but I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I, I would say I like this game. 
Okay. Whoa. Yeah. I don't love this game, but I like this game. I remember. So, you know, we've got a policy to try and not talk about the game as we're playing it. You know, save some of our, our hottest takes and reactions for the pod. <laughs> but I remember telling you on multiple occasions, like, Jacob, I know you don't like really <laughs> hard games, and I would prefer to see you with a full head of hair the next time. <laughs> so you don't don't feel the pressure to, like, beat this game. And every single time you're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, my voice was progressively higher pitched yeah. as I yeah. went on and through this game because, boy, boy, it's hard. <laughs> it is a hard game. Yeah. So where, where do we start talking about how hard it is? So who, what is the first boss we face? Well, like, do you want to describe the setup of the game first? It's a very easy setup. Go for it. Um, you enter a casino, uh, you and your pal Mugman. And uh, you end up winning a lot. You roll the dice, you roll the dice, and you just you just keep winning. And uh, I believe um, the dice king comes up to you and says, "How about one more bet, kids?" <laughs> and uh, they say, "If you lose, you lose your souls." Like this is how I imagine this this game right. with the music and whatnot. So they roll, and it's snake eyes, and they're like, "Well, too bad you lose your soul, but there's a way that you can get your soul back, and it's by getting all the other souls in this whole world." Good luck. Get the hell out. <laughs> yep. That's the whole setup Perfect. of the game. Yeah, which is mildly refreshing considering it's not your princess is in another castle. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you could very easily do in this game. That's a Looney Tunes ass, like, cartoon plot line. Right. And there's and, nothing wrong with it either. And also just platformer, 2D mm-hmm. platformer plot line. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly uh, inspired by Mario on some level. Do you remember the plot line for the new Super Mario Brothers 2 game on, on 3DS? No, but I can imagine Prin- Princess Peach is in another castle. Yeah, that's, it's pretty much that, plus coins. Ah, coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of coins, there are regular bosses, and then there are also running guns, where you collect coins along the way. It's you know kind of a long series, and when you get these coins, you're then able to buy upgrades. Did you guys do these running guns? Did you like them? Did you find they changed up the, the typical dynamic? I like the running gun levels because I needed uh, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you like the end result of a running yeah, gun. Yeah. The running guns were kind of a pain, but uh, at one level, like, so kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but at one level I needed the uh, charge gun or I wanted the charge mm-hmm. gun for the pirate level. And, you know, I just didn't have any coins. So I had to use one of those like secrets to kind of go around. Right. And then I got to another run and gun level. Actually, I didn't use a secret. I, I beat it on simple or regular, like uh-huh. the le- easy level. So I could open the gate to get a run and gun. And oh, then I is played that it what again. beating it on simple does? It, open, it opens your progression, but you don't get a soul contract. Oh, I never played anything on simple. Mm-hmm. I played twice. Once to figure out that you need it, you need to beat it on regular to get a soul contract. And then a second time on the pirate level to get on to a run and gun. Gotcha. So Jacob, did you play any of the running guns? Did you like them? I feel like you like those better than the bosses. Yeah, I I definitely like the running guns better (laughs) and I needed all the weapons that I could get because I don't know about you guys, but I had almost, I don't really vary my weapons up until much later in the game when Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, it's probably easier if I use different weapons instead (laughs) of just the same weapons over and over again and the same power ups. I wish I would have learned that like five hours before I did. Because I played this game for about 15 hours and I didn't beat it. Spoilers, I didn't beat it. Um, and I really wish I would have started like switching up my weapons for some of the bosses. Because some mm-hmm. of the bosses have patterns that, hey, it might be beneficial to have that like boomerang one. It might be beneficial to have the kind of 
um, the triangle-shaped red gun. So the that spread you, shot. The spread shot. And I just, I was a soft boy and I could for not. for the price of one. Exactly. Couldn't figure it out. Could not figure it out. I only played enough running guns to get what I needed. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm only doing bosses from here. I'd have no time to waste. This game is taking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what weapons did you guys use? Because, you know, if, if, if the, I think the point of playing the running guns is to get the coins that allow you to buy better weapons and, and new abilities. What were your... Did you always change it up? Did you have go-to weapons? What was your, what was your loadout? Um, so... I changed my weapons almost every level. Wow. And I actually purchased everything. No way. Except for, I think, I don't know what it was. I think it was the whetstone that gave your parries an axe move. I I didn't really think that was too useful. Mm -hmm. But everything else, I was like, ooh, I might use this. And so I bought everything. Wow. Um, I also found, like, I found a couple of hidden coins. Like, right on the first level, there's there's that hidden coin in the tree. And then... Um, when I was trying to like find ways around things a couple of times, like at the robot level, I, I accidentally like stumbled on another coin. I think I found like two or three extra coins just kind of laying around. And so I, I can't afford the whetstone anyways, but I don't really want it anyway. So, right. um, but yeah, I, I varied my weapons every, every level pretty much, especially in like the, the later levels mm-hmm. because you need more specific. You need like in the robot level, you can't change your weapons, but you know, you need to focus on like the projectiles coming at you instead of, um, what the robot's doing. So I was just firing the whole time, but you know, that's a really good point. Not every level is a platformer, uh, facing the boss in the traditional sense. Um, there are plane levels that open up where you are in the cockpit of a little, uh, a little plane, your dash move, makes you smaller and reduces the range of your bullets bullet spread or shot um i found those to be the most frustrating that was really? the biggest surprise for me is there are plane there are lots of plane levels in this game <laughs> yeah i didn't expect it yeah yeah i would say that that wasn't my most uh my most difficult it was the ones that required fine jumping so there's maybe three or four of those that you have to jump on platforms or jump on clouds, and I could not focus on avoiding bullets, jumping on clouds at the same time. Matchstick is the, the worst dragon boss. Level. The yeah. dragon is the worst. Yes, agreed. I hated the dragon so much. Mm-hmm. Not and here's the thing: I found the first two forms of the dragon so easy, so easy. I did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Every it was the last form of the dragon where he shoots the beam of fire at you mm-hmm. that I found so incredibly tough that I would go through the first two stages of the dragon without using any specials or using one or two to bank it so I would have invincibility at the end so when I was on my last life I could just go invincible and uh, use my homing shot and just take him out so- I used the homing shot almost every boss it was really? the easiest way to like guarantee hits hmm. when all you it, the only thing the homing shot was like amazing for was all you had to do is hold down the shoot button and then make sure you're doing your platforming and the bullets would find a way to get to the boss. So as long as you could make sure your platforming was good and you were keeping yourself alive, it didn't matter whether you were aiming at the boss or not. Yeah, I would say the chaser was in my inventory or like in my active weapons. 90% of the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Such a good such a good weapon. For the, for me for the chaser, um it was the first weapon I bought and I thought it was really cool when I got it and then 
I, I kind of just put it away. I didn't really use it that much. I, I used it on a couple of levels where it was like really useful when you wanted to like pay attention to projectiles or like actual things happening where right. the character is rather than the boss and they were helpful. And then otherwise, yeah, I, I used a lot of other weapons instead. Did, did you have a favorite? Favorite weapon? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You said you use a charge. I didn't use the charge at all. I used the charge a little bit. I used the charge once okay. on the pirate level. That was it. Ah. And I I don't remember why I thought that was necessary, but <laughs> it ended up being what I beat the pirate with. So <laughs> See, I found the pirate level to be very tough as well. It was the last one that I beat on uh, Isle 3. Um, it, I, I just thought it was so difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I would play a boss... I would make sure I saw all four forms. I would go and play a different boss. And when I would come back to the one previously, it's like my brain had solved the puzzle subconsciously and I'd be able to do it in the first or second go. Did you guys also have that experience? That actually happened to me today. Right. With, uh, with the robot level. Um, me and Nicole went grocery shopping after me playing <laughs> for an hour and a half, and I came back and I beat it on the first go. Isn't it such a satisfying it's feeling? Insane. I enjoy punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so even though like the the real forehead's side a little of bloody. Me, yeah, it's real bad. I was smacking it the whole time I was playing. This stupid, stupid, stupid. But I would play a level sometimes for like two two and a half hours. I wouldn't advance. I wouldn't change levels. And even though the rational side of me is like, just take a break. Like, your brain will solve it. It's fine. I would keep playing because I'm like, no, I have to beat this right. level. This reminds me a lot of uh, our experience playing The Witness, that you would just stay focused on one thing even yeah. if you weren't making progress. I'm a glut for punishment, I yeah. guess. Really into that SNF. I did that in one, uh, one, one level. Um, the first flying level. Um, what was her name? Like... First flying level. Yeah, the one on the first island. Hildeberg? Hildeberg, yeah. Which I did that Hildeberg? for Hildeberg. The one that turns into the moon at the end? Oh, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. I played that for probably four hours straight really? before I beat it. Yeah. And it was like overnight, too. I was, you know, got home from work, started playing Hildeberg, went to bed four hours later after beating her. Wow. It was exhausting. I I felt like I flew the first two aisles. No pro- No problem. I, the second one, I slowed down just a little bit. And when I got to the third, again, I was moving like pretty fast through it. Um, blanking on the name of the boss in the theater on the third aisle. Uh, she dances. She's in a wedding dress. Sally stage play. Sally stage play. Um, I beat her my first attempt. What? No. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. Um, wow. And I was just clearing through stuff. But then there were one or two bosses that were just an absolute pain, like Matchstick the Dragon. It took me forever. It, I memorized so much of those boss patterns that it it frustrated me that I would get to the last stage of the boss with perfect health, never having been touched, with all my supers ready to go, and still lose, still die. Yeah, it's insane how many times that happened. Um, I actually would restart the level if I got hit at some point. Like if I got hit in the first round, I would just reset. So I did the exact because same thing. Because I was like, it's useless to move forward without all of the health. And then I'd get to the end anyways, even like matchstick, I'd have four or five health and done. So did you often use the extra HP tonic? No. Okay. Uh, always. 
Always. Huh? Always. I didn't change my power ups at all. It was always the the one really the one extra health, even though you were weaker. And then when you got the second extra health, that was I never changed my power up. I needed it. I'm terrible at video games. Right. I needed the extra health. I loved the parry and the smoke bomb too much. Um, I so, used the smoke bomb yeah infinitely. Smoke bomb got me through the whole game. <laughs> when I took the smoke bomb off, I was terrible because and you don't realize, I guess, like, but when when you're playing with the smoke bomb, you're playing a different game. It's like the controls are different. Like you have to dodge things more actively. You got to pay more attention. Mm-hmm. Smoke bomb helps out a lot. Oh, so much, especially when you get to King Dice at the very yeah, end. You you pretty much need it. Yeah, absolutely. Like every there are so many of those bosses that are hard to beat if you don't have the the smoke bomb. And what does a smoke bomb do exactly? So what it does is it takes your dash, and instead of having your character dash across the screen screen. It there's a puff of smoke when you hit dash and a puff of smoke where you appear. So you don't get hit in between. Mm. So it allows you to just phase through enemies that are coming right at you. Yeah, you can even you can even go through enemies. Like if you're running and there's an enemy like just stationary, you can just go through yes. them and get a couple of feet ahead. It's great. Yeah. I used the smoke bomb a lot in the running guns because mm-hmm. it would move faster than you running. Mm-hmm. So it was a great way to get ahead of where you should be. Um, so a lot of the timing with enemies is based on if you're just holding to the right. Exactly. I'm just thinking of the bosses that I could use it like Sally stage play. Like I so could have used the smoke bomb for Sally. Yeah. Stage yeah play. That's why she was so easy. Cause she was very thin and you could just phase right. Exactly. <sighs> do I have to go back and play more cuphead now? Uh, you don't have to do anything, but I can tell you want to. Uh, you're for, so close. Jake. For Sally. I, I actually just stood right beside her with the, uh, like the yes. shotgun and, and she would scissor like her moves didn't work if you were standing right next to her yeah because she jumps up and then down at an angle yeah and then Similar. the smoke bomb out of the way when she comes back down after her like sneak attacks yeah and i don't know it was just it's easy were there any boss battles that you especially loved that you thought were like this is amazing it's weird i i feel like i hate all of them but i know that <laughs> one of them is better probably right um I can talk about kind of an experience that I had where yes. I realized that Cuphead is a really good video game. Really? How yeah. did you realize that? So Ruby and Croaks, which is the yes. the frog battle, that was the first one that had like multiple different stages. When the two top, two frogs turn into a slot machine. When they become a slot machine. That was so weird. Yeah. That was, I was so weird. But also, like I learned, like there are three clear phases. Yes. And they're very different. And I... I just remember like the whole learning experience where you beat the first one and then you get destroyed on the second phase. You get through mm-hmm. the second phase and then the slot machine shows up and you were like, I, I didn't really know how to parry at that point. And parrying is absolutely essential for that boss really? battle because the slot arm has a pink, oh. like mm-hmm. uh, a pink parry point on right. it. And you have to pull the, the parry point in order for the boss to continue. And that was the point where I realized that this game is torturous on purpose because it's trying to show you that one you know you can get better and two you can get better so i love games like that that are especially hard that don't give you more experience don't give you more ammo don't give you a stronger weapon and continuously get harder because it gives you that sense of mastery that you are getting better and you are the reason why you're progressing Um, when you know that the, the things that they're throwing at you are new and harder to deal with and you know not what uh, not what you've seen previously. I think this game is fantastic at also showing your your progression throughout. Um, the fact that when you die, it gives it shows you just how close you are to the next little notch, how close you are to the flag at the end. 
gives you a real sense of whether you're making progress or not. It, it, and it in a in a game that no matter what happens, if you don't make it to the end, if you don't get that knockout, um, you go right back to the beginning. It's it's a great night for a battle, or it's a great match ahead. Um, it's so important to get that sense of progression because I remember playing games like this as a kid, where you know you didn't know whether you were you know one hit away from defeating a boss or you know ten, or whether you were making a dent or not, um, and those were the most frustrating. So as hard as this game is, they have little breadcrumbs of great design that help keep you hooked and keep you coming back. I thought those notches were infuriating. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Did you really? Yeah. Like I, I kind of liked it. Um, but I wish that there was just like a gap at the end that you couldn't hit unless you beat it because there are so many times where I'd be on a notch and it would look like I hit it and it just let me know like, hey, you almost got it. <laughs> so you hated knowing how I, close you are. I hated the notches because like, you know, I, I I was good at the level and I got better at it. And then the notch, the last notch came um, on those things. And like just knowing that I was like maybe one or two hits away from, from winning just bothered me. And I'm like, oh my God, this has taken so long. It's like four hours in and I'm just like, oh, I'm almost at the last notch, I guess. Yeah, the amount of times that I got to, I'm I'm my character's on the final notch, and yet I haven't. I'm probably one or two hits away, is way too many to count, and I'm just frustrated at myself while thinking about it. Being like, <laughs> you Rube, you were so close, but yes. yet so far. Um, I just wanted to share a quote with Andrew we- about from Andrew Webster on The Verge. He said, like many similar games known for their brutal difficulty, dying in Cuphead isn't really game over. It's a chance to learn. Right. And I thought that was like. The, the ultimate way to describe my frustration and my satisfaction with Cuphead. Right. Because yeah. it makes you feel so good when you learn in the mm-hmm. same way that like a Dark Souls game or a Souls game. I never thought I could good. beat this game. I I thought it would break you. I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest. When you said you wanted to play this game, I was like, great. I'm going to be putting Jacob back together at the end of this. And I'm going to have a couple of late night calls just randomly crying into the phone. But Yo, you never complained to me about this well, game. No, there were a lot of frustrated. A lot of but you never complained to me. You're never like, I hate this game. This game is the worst. It was. It always came across like I am failing, and this game <laughs> is, is pushing me. Yeah, I, but you are gonna have to pick me up off the ground like a fallen mug off the counter and super glue me back together. Um, but that's what friends are for, right? That's that's what friends are for. Mm-hmm. I'll super glue you back together, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I might need help with that. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. I know you're the handy one around here. <laughs> I I think I also had like the same kind of revelation playing the frog level um, as well. Like before that, I was kind of wondering like, what is this game about? What am I doing? Like, why is every level so different? Why is this so difficult? And then in the frog level, it kind of clicked. It all clicked together for me, and I that's kind of where I got good at this game. And then moving forward, I always knew that you know I was. The challenge, like overcoming myself, overcoming my reflexes and like, you know, how much my mind could handle of the game. And, you know, I just got really focused and, and yeah, it was the frog level that kind of put it together. Cause I think actually the frog level was also the first level I played and lost and I played and lost in two seconds and it was just completely hopeless. And then I went back, um, you know, a few days later and tried it again and I was like, wow, this is actually way simpler. I just have to think about it in a certain way. Yeah. And it all just kind of got put together. I thought it was so clear that the more, the more, if, if you get to a point where you see all the stages of a boss and you go away and you do something else and you come back, your brain solves it. 
you you figure it out you internalize the patterns you just need to not be hitting your head against that wall continuously spacing effect right is that is that what it's called i I think i know it's a thing yeah i think that's more about like spreading out studying and that you learn better as you as you spread out your studying time instead of doing eight hours if you do four sessions of four you learn better that's why cramming doesn't work exactly that's what cramming doesn't work don't cram cuphead i'm so (laughs) glad i started this game the day we were done night in the woods uh, I kind of crammed Cuphead. Like I played at least an hour each day, uh, for about two weeks, oh and goodness. at the end I had f- three or four bosses to go in aisle three, and I knew I had to do King Dice, and I knew I had to do the Devil, and when I crammed at the end, I was actually able to get all of aisle three done, but King Dice could not cram around him. No dice. No dice. You stole the joke right off my lips. (laughs) So, Jacob, did you get to King Dice? I got to King Dice. I did not beat King Dice. Okay. Have you seen every boss within King Dice? I have seen every boss within King Dice. Do you want to explain the the structure of King Dice? Yeah. So, once you beat the three aisles, um, you end up... uh, And you collect all the soul contracts from each of the other bosses that you defeated. Um, You go to aisle four, which is Inkwell Hell, and that's where you face King Dice. And so, King Dice is the coolest boss in this entire game because he lays out what looks like a craps table. And he, he rolls this uh, parryable dice right in, or die right in front of you that has the numbers from one to three. It kind of reminded me of Mario Party just a little bit. Um, and I got nightmares from the amount of palms I destroyed of my own. Um, so you parry the dice and then it either rolls a one, a two, or a three. And you actually have a lot of agency in choosing like what number that you want to come up and as you pick one to three on the actual like craps table almost you move from left to right from numbers one to nine and there are essentially nine bosses that you can face to go across this craps table up until the end and it it usually takes you anywhere from three to five bosses to get all the way across the craps table i think you can do it in three if you roll really well um, but should I kind of go through the bosses one by one or how do, how do you want me to talk about this? I think we should just go through, you know, what bosses we liked in there and mm-hmm. which ones we didn't do any stand out as bosses that you would choose to go through. Yeah. I think if I had my ideal, you were very like, quick with that answer path. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I read articles like Polygon has an article where they're like, Hey, this is the ideal way to do it. Right. I don't actually agree with them, but, um, so who but do you what tackle do I know? One, Mr. Cigar? So, chips, no chips, bet again. Which one's Chips Bettigan? Chips Bettigan is... Oh, the stack of chips. The stack of chips. He's Seriously? so simple. Wow. The cigar is what? so easy. I, c- I could never avoid um, the the rounding the rounding um, flames like got me one out of five times. When the flames come at you, you walk to the right, <laughs> and then you walk back to the left, <laughs> and then they float over you. Chips Bettigan is easier. Okay. Chips Bettigan with the homing missile yeah, is simple. Like, so easy, especially with the... the smoke bomb Mm -hmm. where you just dash through him coming at you you don't even have to jump you just phase right through it yeah um which i found was a very common theme with these bosses Mm -hmm. i did that with the roulette uh lady the Mm -hmm. russian roulette yep um i did that with um blanking there's there's another one that i did that a lot with i got very familiar with these bosses Mm -hmm. and now i'm blanking on them all well let let me give you the first three first and you can talk about it um tipsy troop 
which is like the three different alcohols. Hated them. So I th- difficult. I thought they were the hardest out of all. Of, oh, sorry. Hardest except for number nine. The stupid monkey that you're in the plane and stupid monkey that you got to play the match game with. Hated that one the most. But number two, very close number two, these three drinks. Because the one that tips over and spills across the ground doesn't give much of a warning and does it very imme- like immediately. So if you get, it's an easy way to, to lose life there. Shane, out of the first three, so Tipsy Troop, the three drinks, Chips Bettigan, the stack of chips, and then Mr. Wheezy, the cigar, what, what do you think the easiest one is? Uh, hmm. Uh, well, the cigar is the easiest one for me. Um, but then now that I'm listening to like Mike here saying he had the smoke bomb installed for chips, like I thought chips was the hardest and I didn't have the smoke bomb installed. Now I'm thinking like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, it def- definitely makes it so easy because you just turn on the homing weapon and you just wait until he starts moving towards you and then you dash once. And if he's in the form where he sends a middle stack and then the low stack to hit your feet, you just phase twice and, and you're home free. I never even thought about changing my, my setup like in between bosses there because like Could I, you? I, I'm... In yeah. King Dice, you could you could change in between. I don't no, know. I don't think I, you I didn't. Can. But oh. like, I'm thinking like maybe you can, right? Because I don't like, think it's you not can. an active battle. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and check. I don't think you can. I think I tried. I played King Dice for a okay. long time, so it's been a while since I started. <laughs> well, that's that's why I didn't want to change it then, because like after I beat the first one, I'm like, okay, this is how you beat the first one, and like now everything else needs to conform to mm-hmm. that. And I kind of just like didn't didn't like move any of my uh, my stuff around. Jacob, what uh, what are the next three? Um, so the next three, so if you imagine it kind of in, in thirds of this craps table, the next one, so you have an, uh, an ability to hit a rest area too on the, on the craps board so you can get lucky, and that's where like the three bosses come in. Pip and Dot, uh, the domino, uh, Hocus Pocus, the rabbit, and then uh, Fear Lap, the like horse racing, the undead horse racing I one. I hated that one too. I mm. hated Fear Lap. I, I think I hated the ones in the plane the most because that's where I would lose health. I, I thought um, the the rat the rabbit in the hat so easy if you had the the smoke bomb because uh, what the rabbit does is it creates a circle of little rabbit skulls around you and then they close in to hurt you but if you have the smoke dash you just dash out of it and jump back on the playing card and continue shooting the rabbit um, if you don't have it you're just kind of screwed I guess you have to like drop down underneath the the circle before it actually forms mm. yeah i i'm I looking at shane and i can see the gears turning <laughs> I, I he's like oh damn there was an easier way to do that yeah i'm i'm like thinking now like because you can also land on spots on the craps table to get extra health but i was using the the extra health um basically just because i was like fearing for my life i didn't really realize how it worked at first okay and i just kind of kept it the same but yeah, I, I did really well at the dominoes, and I actually, every time I replayed, I got the dominoes, so I, I didn't even play there. You would intentionally aim for the dominoes? Yeah, just because I, I beat it once, and so I was <laughs> like, okay, well, this one's... I thought the dominoes was the easiest of all of them that I played. Hold up. It sounds to me like you didn't actually play all of the bosses. Did you play all of the bosses in, the, in King Dice? No. Oh, my God. I don't know how you did that. I like I got how I many times did you go through King Dice? I have no idea. Yeah, how many deaths did you have? Wait, are we doing that now? <laughs> I think we should do this. Okay. 
We want to do it now. Can I just share my thought about this? Sure. Uh, Hocus Pocus was the hardest one. Get out of here. So easy. I don't use the smoke bomb. I can perfect it right now. I don't use it at all. I kept the health. I never changed my power. I could do it blind just by the audio cues. Pippin Dot and Fear Lap were the easiest ones. Fear Lap was so easy. I hate you. How? The the stupid jockey that was a ghost that would fly up every time it, it got level with you. Um, was a pain in the butt, especially because you didn't know where that present was going to mm-hmm. land, and it has such a tight damage cone. Yeah, if you're anywhere near it, and just I played chicken and go with the with the like ghost jockey, mm-hmm. where like I would kind of tease him, and then he would he would come up, and like I might get damaged once or twice, but I have five health, right? So mm-hmm. I can I can eat the one or two shots that it gets me. Mm-hmm. Where hocus pocus, pff, I couldn't even couldn't even do it because you didn't have the smoke bomb. I did not. <sighs> okay. So um, I did have I'll it. show I you mine if you show me yours. Mm-hmm. Who goes? Who goes first? Who do you think has the most deaths? You for sure. I don't know, Shane. I, f- I feel like based on what you were saying uh, in the Discord, you said you didn't say much, but you were like, "Guys, I think I died like eight hundred times." Uh, that was when I started the Third Island. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, did you really die eight hundred times? Oh yeah. my god! Okay, Shane, what is your number? Thirteen twenty-seven. Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> dude! So I don't know Yo. if they count every time I restart a level. They don't. I don't think they do. Whoa, whoa! Because guys, if I got hit whoa. in the first like couple of seconds, I'd restart the level. <laughs> so if we wanted to kind of use those and try and make a real like, I uh-huh. restarted the level at least like five hundred times. Wow! I'm gonna show Shane my number. Um, because I don't think you'll be able to guess my number. Shoot, what do you think? My, I wait, think what's... your number's like 600. Less. 500. Less. 400? Less. No way! Yeah. 350. Three, less than that. 330. 334. Yo! I didn't beat King Dice, though, and I didn't beat the devil. Okay. But oh, we're, we're at about the same place, right? Yeah, I, I, I've... I didn't beat the devil, but the the little marker was like right at the end, so I just kind of. I'm in the exact same boat. Skipped and watched the ending on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I I didn't beat the devil, but I you know my little cuphead silhouette was running right at the end there, and I've been able to get to that last segment the last four or five times I've tried it um, with perfect health leading up to it. So wow. I I know that you know if I go home tonight, I'll be able to finish the devil i accidentally uh accidentally when i loaded it back up the second time to try the devil after you know taking some space i accidentally uh gave the devil the souls and joined him so when you get to the devil the devil prompts you and says ah you're here with all the souls join me and you get the choice to say yes or no if you join the devil, game over. You get an achievement. Sweet. And it shows evil <laughs> it shows evil Cuphead and Mugman, who are now minions of the devil, uh, with him in hell. And if you choose no, you have to fight the devil. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I technically did complete the game by saying I would join him. Uh, but then I immediately went back into the game. Fun little Easter egg. The music plays in reverse, as if you're looking for a message from the devil by playing a record backwards. And um, and then you can go back and play the devil, uh, you know, if you want. Go back, clean clean up anything you've missed. That's so cool. Jacob, you had less lives than me. You were less deaths than me. Hold on. How many deaths did you have? 166. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but you, can't, you beat King Dice, though. I did. 
and mind you, I probably had at least a hundred deaths at King Dice. Um, but I also, at the end of the game, got into the habit of, of what Shane was doing of like, if I don't get the hearts on the spots that I want them to be, and I take damage anywhere along the line before I get to the actual battle with King Dice, I would just hit start, hit reset, and just keep going. Hmm. I, I did that it. all the way from like the first island though. Like I no way. Like for example, and you still got thirteen hundred. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe it does count your resets. I may, don't think it does. Maybe I did it a lot though, especially in like the first uh, airplane level. I forget what her name is again, but the first airplane level, I I worked out a routine. I was like, okay, I can one hundred percent get past this first section without losing it all, and I probably reset like five hundred, not five hundred, but like you know fifty or sixty times in there. And then the second section, I had to, like, master that. And in the second section for her, you get, like, all the different uh, star symbols or whatever that are shooting at you. And I I got through that. And then the third time, it was when I got to the moon. I was like, I need full health to go through the moon. And so I made sure that by the time I got there, I had my full three health. And, yeah, that probably took probably three or four hundred of the deaths right there. But that was, like, when I was early on. So that's probably why my number like stayed high most of the time. But during the third island, I don't think I did that as much. Did you like playing it with a PS4 controller? I loved playing. Well, I play everything with a PS4 controller. Like if it doesn't work with a PS4 controller, I'm probably not gonna play it. And if I'll I'll try and make it work with the PlayStation <laughs> 4 controller. It was I, great though. I liked playing it with my elite controller mm-hmm. you guys talking like are you trying to make a comparison to xbox here i guess i, I, I would have played with an xbox i want to play with a handheld controller is what i'm right. saying like not yeah. i don't know how people could play this game with a keyboard mm-hmm. platformers so, don't make sense to me with a keyboard someone yeah. made a compelling argument that the switch port is actually the ideal way to play just because of how clicky the actual switch controllers are really not the pro controller but the actual like joy cons and now i i almost want to like get the game on switch just to play it on because <laughs> you love Joy-Cons. this game that much i'm very surprised how much i like it but i found sometimes my hand and maybe it's because i'm like outside of the esports uh player age but like my hand wouldn't do like exactly what i wanted because uh, you're an old man because i'm an old man with gray hair but i didn't know with if no it was hair. my hand i have hair stop that <laughs> um i didn't know if it was like the controller or my hand i feel like it was partially both which is why i almost want the smaller buttons that click like more definitely on the switch. There are a few things I hate more in the world than the joy cons. Really? I agree with you I in most so cases. I think I you're crazy. That's it's, it's we, can, we can agree to disagree and you can live, live wrong. I hate the, I hate the right joy con, but like <laughs> in general, that's the one that has the weird, like if you're holding it sideways, uh, it, you're like this. Yeah. I'm never doing that. Plays well for a podcast audio when I'm showing you something. With right. My hands. Um, do you want to just talk about the second, the third set of, King Dice bosses? Yeah, hit me. Well, Pirouletta, Mangosteen, and Mr. Chimes. Which so one's Mangosteen? Roulette, the eight ball on uh, eight, and then Mr. Chimes. All of those easy except for Mr. Chimes. Mr. Chimes, again, massive pain in the butt. What was Mr. Chimes again? It's the monkey who claps, oh. who that you have to also play the match game while he's shooting ching, musical ching, notes ching, at you. Ching, 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 oh, ching, ching, oh ching. hate him. Hate him. He's the worst. I would get perfect dice rolls i would i would perfect every boss i'd be going into the final battle with six health and i would accidentally land on mr mr monkey and i would lose half my life and i was like it's not even worth going to king dice i know i'm going to need every sliver of health i can get because the way the king dice battle works is 
as soon as you clear the roulette table, he puts his hands down and he does this walking animation and a series of cards come through and most of them are black and every, uh, every couple cards are pink and you have to jump and parry from card to card to card until they're all finished. And then you have to shoot at King Dice's head and he probably has at least if, if you're hitting every shot on him using just the pea shooter, the original weapon that you get, he does it at least four times. Um, and so if you can't get through, if you don't have at least four health or at least five health, cause you can't get hit four times. Um, and you don't, you don't make it through any one of these cards coming through perfectly. You're screwed. You just have to keep going back. And it, that is the thing that drove me absolutely nuts. It, it, King Dice is the hardest boss in this whole game. Harder than the devil? Harder than the devil. Wow. The devil is pretty easy. You just need to learn the pattern. But King Dice, it's legitimately difficult because you it's it's not as easy as just parrying because you have to dash and parry. And because there's no failing, right? Like let's say you get hurt initially with the cards coming through, you get hit twice because they don't go fast enough that you would be able to make it past it. I'm kind of wondering if this might have been like an advantage for me not having the smoke bomb turned on for that match because like I played King Dice without a smoke bomb, but mm-hmm. I had auto parry, um, the auto oh. parry, and I like it wasn't easy, but it wasn't very difficult. Like I, I think I beat. I, I only had to get to him three times to beat him. I think. Whoa! Uh, I I thought Shane, you just blew my mind. Yeah, I thought King King Dice because like. I didn't even... Are you some prodigy? No, you died 1,300 times. No, I... <laughs> I, th- I was sitting here thinking, like, do I need to bow down to you, Shane? Like, what's going on? I, yeah, I just, like, had auto parry turned on, so it was more just, more or less just, like, controlling my jumps. Plus, it didn't really happen often, but you could double parry on a card sometime, and you kind of get stuck in the card. Yes. Um, and it would kind of carry you a little bit, and things would slow down, and so I could have, like, a split second to, like, take a breath and, like, kind of breathe before you jumped over the next one. I definitely yeah, did I, that. Uh, in the last run that I had, I, I had four health and I only got hit twice wow, at, the, at the dice. You're crazy. That's I, amazing. I never made it to King Dice himself. Like I, I would always get stuck on Mr. Chimes or the one time and it breaks my heart. There's a start over um, space on the actual board. So I, I beat uh, Mangosteen, which is the eight ball. And then I rolled, I think, the three, which you hit start over and I had to start all over again. But that's okay because... Like do you start over with the same health or no, you have no. to start. No. Yeah. Oh, like, like it's a it death. just sends you back. No, oh. it's not even a death. It just sends you back to spot one. So, so if you have one health and you get sent back to spot one, like might as well just reset the. Yeah. Well, I intentionally hit the reset. Send me back to the beginning. If I missed like a heart along the way, um, because it's also so much easier the second time you go through because you've cleared like, you know, a, at least a third of the different options. I wish I would have known that because I rage quit and turned off my Xbox. Come on, you was, didn't even try when you got no, sent No, I was so mad Oh, okay. I was within striking distance. Right. Did you um, Did you guys figure out the pattern to get which dice roll you wanted? There's a, like, there's a pattern? Yeah. I thought I was just kind of good at getting the dice roll that uh-huh. I wanted, but... So the way that I timed it, you would always jump when... And this is weird, okay? When you're at the opposite side of the number that you want to get to. And mind you, don't ask me how. There's a die die with three sides um, when it's supposed to look like there's four. 
But whenever the three was up, if you jumped to parry on the three, you would get the one. If you jumped to parry on the one, you would get the two. And if you jumped to parry on the two, you would get the two when it came back around. Now you would jump and parry on your way down, Exactly. Right? Someone was saying that if you... Because you can parry on your way up. Yeah, but that's so hard. Yeah. I guess some people are good at... My <laughs> understanding was if you jump at it, let's say it's on the three, you go to the, the two spots over. So it goes from three, one, two, you land on the two. Is that what you're saying? That's not what you're no, saying. No, what I'm saying is... So right if, after. if you go on the three... Right, it'll go one, two, uh, or it'll, if you land on three, it'll go. Does it always spin the same direction too? No, they it alternates directions. Yeah. The point the point is though, it's always worked for me that if I jump on the opposite number that I want to land on, mm-hmm. I I get the number every time. And I was very good at being able to choose which bosses I got to fight. Um, it was just beating beating King Dice was just the worst. I didn't really think about it. As much as that to like know what yeah because you got process you got was through for the it pattern like three t- in three turns no 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 king dice in three turns I oh. still played through the whole thing like five hundred times like <laughs> I'm, that's that's not the kind of prodigy I am I only right. got to king dice three times and I I beat him on the third time I appreciate your dedication Jane I don't know if I would have been able to keep going if I died twice as many times as I did I started in May <laughs> <laughs> you started in May of last year. Yeah, May of 2018. <laughs> Can you tell us about the devil a little bit? Yeah. He's multiple phases, right? He does, yeah. yeah. So first phase, he's sitting in a chair, and he does a variety of different things. He um, summons some orbs. He summons fireballs. He has rubbery arms that come and smack you. And while he's doing all of these phases, little demons are running from each side of the screen to come and attack you. So you have to manage both the demons that are running after you and also aim a lot of fire at him. Once you get past that phase, he jumps out of his skin uh, and jumps into a hole and you quickly have to follow him. And it's just his face on the screen and you have to shoot into his eyes Um, and from his eyes spawn uh, a battle axe that will kind of chase you around Um, and also bombs that can be parried but if you're anywhere close to them and you don't get the parry you're you're totally screwed um and then the phase after that these very fat winged demons hover next to you with these uh, very small bat-like demons that spin and come down and again you're trying to shoot at his eyes or his face Um, and the homing weapon is the absolute best here because you just stand in one spot and you press up and you shoot and you just make sure that the the flaming chip never lands on you um and once you make it past that it's well i mean i haven't made it past that (laughs) frankly i I haven't beat it shane you you haven't as well i i've been like right to the the end and a lot of what you're talking about makes me think like man you should try out the auto parry tool yeah instead of the smoke bomb (laughs) <laughs> the smoke bomb's really useful though when yeah. the battle axe is is about to hit you or when um like do you know the the part in the devil battle where he his arms go to the edges of the screen and then they come in and they're mm-hmm. hooves and they smack you if it gives you so much extra time if you jump and and smoke bomb yeah because you know he doesn't hit you um it's also useful when he turns into a dragon and comes off screen and 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 you know attacks you Anyway, 
yeah, it, the devil is annoying. Mm-hmm. He's hard. He's definitely not the hardest boss. I guess I agree. He's definitely <laughs> not the hardest. I just haven't played him long enough yet. So, kind of like in a rush today. Right, were there any that any bosses that you loved? Because one of the bosses that I loved was the mouse in the, the soup can. And <laughs> when you uh, get to the third and final stage, uh, it's a cat that only afterwards did I realize the cat is looking in the whole time. And I thought it was just a background element piece. Um, it was one, I think a great homage to Tom and Jerry, but two, I thought it was like, I thought it was a legitimately fun boss battle. It didn't take me that long to beat. Um, and it made me feel real smart. Mm-hmm. I, I actually also like that level base. Uh, yeah. I think I beat that level in maybe like less than 10 tries too. It was pretty easy. And I just thought it was fun and it reminded me of, yeah, Tom and Jerry and also The Simpsons a little bit. I was like that with Captain Brinny Beard. Like I, you said the pirate level took you a long time. Oh. That one was actually fairly easy really? for me, surprisingly. Uh, but I, I think my favorite boss, just because of the eels that were kind of attached to it, um, was Calamaria. Because she... The Medusa. The Medusa, yes, yes. Because she would do the Medusa thing where she'd, much like God of War, which is an episode we've played before. You can check it out, leftbehindgabe.club. Um, but would freeze you and you have to like quickly shake out of it. And also eels would just show up. And if you shot the eels, they would just turn into like meat, which was just <laughs> the best thing. Just meat. I focused on the eels in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent most of my time managing eels and mm-hmm. then getting as many uh, bombs to the face of Medusa as I could. Mm-hmm. I hated that level. Did that you? that level took me a long time. Um is especially to the end. After you get through like the first phases and then uh when you get back into like the enclosed part, I, I just it took me forever to get through the enclosed part. And it was actually lucky, like the time that I did beat it was the farthest that I had ever gotten. Like I probably got about a quarter of the way to finishing and then like ten tries later I finally finished it and I was mm-hmm. like, Next <laughs> What's uh what were there any that stood out to you that you really liked, either aesthetically or in gameplay? Um, I think that the first like I really liked the uh like the first boss, I guess. Is it the first boss? The, the potato. Onion, the potato that turns into an onion and turns into a carrot. The I love the pack. carrot. The root pack. I, I love that one. A, because, um, you know, comparatively now, as I've played the whole game, <laughs> that is probably the easiest level. <laughs> yeah. And also, I just, I loved, that was like my introduction to the artwork for this game. Um, because you play the first run and gun level, and it's not really showing you what the game is about. Mm-hmm. And then when you play the root pack, it's just like, wow, this game is like so multifaceted and I, I love the carrot. Like, mm-hmm. it's googly eyes and, like, the little waves and stuff. It was really cool. The crying onion killed me because I was like, oh, I get it. It's a crying <laughs> onion. Clever. <laughs> and the little baby carrots <laughs> <laughs> that shoot out at you. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the Jimmy the Great and Beppy the Clown. I hate Beppy the Clown with the passion of a fiery white hot sun. Yeah. I hate Beppy. I'm not, I don't have a thing against clowns. But I hate Peppy the Clown. Mm-hmm. He has a roller coaster involved in his. Ugh. At one point, there's like a big top, like one of those like circular carousel. swing rides. Carousels, yeah, yeah, carousel rides. And I'm like, ooh, Beppy. He wasn't that hard. The Jimmy killed me. The Jimmy killed me. A Jimmy, I completed on my second or third Wait, attempt. which one's Jimmy? Come on. Jimmy is the... The genie? The genie oh, on the, genie. the magic carpet. I, I loved the background of Jimmy yeah. the Great. Um, it was it was like 
sand dunes and pyramids and a city. It and... looked photorealistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spe- speaking of photorealistic, in the dragon level, I don't know if you guys know this, but the background of the don't dragon level. Don't bring me level, back there. Um, the, you know the castle? You know how you're kind of like going around yes. the castle? That's a real cat. Like that's No way. That's not a drawing. That's not nothing. They made a 3D model of it. And or no, sorry, they made a they made a three D model of a real castle that is exactly like like that is a real thing that exists in real life. That's and cool. And then they took cameras and then they took pictures and then they kind of made like a, a stop motion of it, I guess. And I, I was watching an interview with the brothers while they were playing the level and they were like, Yeah, you know that's actually like a real castle. That's so it's cool. made out of like styrofoam and stuff. They had artists come in and carve <laughs> it and stuff, and I'm like, Wow, that is Oh, it's like amazing. a physical object. Yeah. Not like a real castle. Yeah, it's a physic. Like it was in a studio, right? It was on a table. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. They put a lot of effort into some of the backgrounds, and some of them really stick out, like the uh, genie level. Yes, and this, this one I noticed that, and it was after I watched the interview, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, well, that's really awesome." I can't wait to see what these guys do next. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like mm-hmm. the switchboard is done. What the hell are they going to do next? Cuphead two. No, I want them to do something entirely different. Uh, I don't even two care cups. if they. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't care if they keep the. The art style either Really I'm just so interested In what this team Will do next I think they're gonna do Cuphead too You think so Yeah really? Money Merchandising money Kids I, love Cuphead Apparently yeah. Cuphead the sequel Yeah <laughs> Merchandising <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like That was a really good Discussion about Cuphead Hell yeah my dude <laughs> Shane what did you think I, Absolutely I, I love playing this game You know every time You guys have me on It's for a game That is just kind of Out of my Gaming comfort zone. Comfort zone. No, this one wasn't really out of my comfort zone. This is my game, but you know I'm still uh, reeling from Star Wars Troop. What was it called? Republic Commandos. Republic Commandos. That game killed me. I'd rather play this ten times. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear Shane's thoughts on Republic Commando, not summarized in that in that manner, you can go check it out on LeftBehindGame.club. Um, boys, I love Cuphead. I think that's where we should leave it. Yeah. Um, clearly, Jacob, I think, might be taking a turn towards hard games, which I can't wait. I might get him to play a Dark Souls game. Nope. Never happened. Sorry. Why not? Sekiro looks great, but like, no, no thanks. I'm going to get you there. Maybe. I'm going to get you there. Nah. Slowly. Yeah. Just stay away from the S&M, please. <laughs> uh, Shane, would you recommend this game? Absolutely. There you go. That's all you need to know. The man who died 1,300 times would recommend this game. <laughs> Dedication. Exactly. S&M's He's committed to the Still cause. haven't beaten the game yet. <laughs> I haven't either, but I know I will. Um, and, and I might even play this game again. I might go back and finish all of the other elements. Don't rush this game, though. This yeah. is absolutely not a game that you should. To anyone else that's listening that is thinking about, like, I'm going to just finish the game before I go on vacation, or mm-hmm. I'm going to finish the game for a podcast on a, on a timing level, don't do it. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself really bad in the soul. It's definitely a game that's, you know, good to spend a, an hour or two with a night or, you know, a couple hours a week, and you, you'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Your brain will solve it in the background. Yeah. Well, uh, if people want to get more of your hot takes uh, about video games, Jacob, where can the people find you at? They can find me at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms or at jacobmccourt.com. Is there any other place that the people could go and talk with you? Maybe a place where they could get hot mm. deals or they can, you know, meet fellow like-minded people. Uh, mm. Cheap-ass gamer. <laughs> Cheap-ass gamer. You know, that's... it's. It could be. You could find people there. But you're talking about our Discord. But I think I'm talking about the Discord, yeah. Yeah, so if you go to leftbehindgame.club, there's a big, fat Discord button. It is fat. P-H-A-T, fat. It's thick with four Cs. Yes, and you should find it. You should click on it. And there's a lovely community of people like Shane, like you, who chat about video games, who drop some hot video game deals. 
check it out. Again, leftbehindgame.club. Amazing. Shane, where can the people find you at in the online world? I'm Shane Chasson <laughs> everywhere in Chasso at YouTube. How's that spelled? C-H-I-A-S-S-O-O. And Two O's. your YouTube content is is kicking it up a notch. Top notch. Yeah. You're getting real good. Thanks, guys. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do on your YouTube channel? Uh, my YouTube channel is like a technology-based YouTube channel. I'm learning robotics and stuff, and I like kind of just making videos about tinkering and taking things apart and building better things. You built an amazing, uh, what's the term for it? Camera for rig. Camera. It's, a, it's a camera slider, but camera I slider. built the robot around it that makes it move. Yeah, and you Turn posted the analog. code, right? Yeah, I posted the code. You can build your own, and it costs $50. This dude. So dope. This dude mm-hmm. can do some stuff. Are we looking at the next big robotics influencer? Look. Elon Musk. When you, when no. you get the views, <laughs> I'll get you the deals. <laughs> you can find me at RuflowM on most social media platforms or MichaelRuflo.com. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. <laughs> <laughs>